Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Fresh Podcast Market. I am Panda, and I am here, as always, with my friend Teresa. How are you, Teresa? Panda, it is just another day in paradise, and... Isn't that what white people say when they want to die? Yes, and yes. (laughs) Um, You know, I am just trying... To get through the week every week is how I feel right now in this quarantine. We are on month three and I'm getting tired of this, but you got to stay home to help keep back the virus. Um, how are you doing, Pant? How's, how's I'm it? doing all right. My sister came by earlier because uh, she had to come up here for some thing i i don't really know it we didn't really actually talk about it but a package of mine had accidentally been delivered to my mom's address instead of my address because it was one of the addresses on my amazon account and i for whatever reason it switched to my old address instead of the one that i always use so she uh since she lives in the same town my mom does she picked up the package from my mom's house and uh dropped it by here when she was in town so i didn't have to break quarantine nice good good job i hope she's safe and i hope your mom's safe and i hope they have i've been uh both my sister and i have been on my mom about making sure that she stays inside as much as possible and doesn't take any unnecessary risks i went to the post office recently and had to endure a woman go on a very brief tirade to no one in particular or maybe somebody that she was talking to who was in line i don't know i wasn't paying attention until i started hearing her go off about how she was wearing her mask but she was breathing in co2 and that was more dangerous than the virus and i'm like lady this is a post office i'm just trying to send out packages for the members of my patreon can you please not do this oh my god (laughs) it was horrible Actually, I went to a grocery store for the first time since quarantine started because usually my mom and her husband, Cork, will go while I'm at work. But Yeah, I get Jimmy to do the grocery shopping. <laughs> so my mom asked me to go to ShopRite for her. And my God, I I felt like, you know how I talk about sometimes how I just hear the 24 timer ticking down in my head? And- <laughs> events like when I ate expired ketchup and stuff like that well I felt this way uh in ShopRite and it was absolute hell the poor cashier actually looked at me and she like reassured me how much longer she had left on her shift like she could tell I was that freaked out it was bad and like I was just like you just gotta you just gotta get like 10 things then you could go look at the ice cream and go get ice cream I was like I'm gonna get ice cream and then as soon as I just got the last thing I was like no we are finding a cashier and at one point I made eye contact with BTS dolls as the music that was on the speaker sounded eerily like the opening to running up that hill but at the time I couldn't it wasn't running up that hill, but it just sounded like running up that hill to me, which made my anxiety I hate that worse. <laughs> yeah. And I just felt like I was in like this awful Twilight Zone moment. <laughs> and I never want to go to ShopRite again until this is all over. Panic at the shop, right? Yeah. I don't know about you, but like New Jersey, people fucking love to just like 
stand in front of this giant thing of corn and just stare at the corn for 10 fucking hours. And then sometimes even husk it, even though there's usually signs that say like, don't husk the corn. Nobody fucking pays attention. And I had to go pick up corn for my mom. And I was like, this is awful, but it's okay. I ended up getting some really strong cider that I liked. And then I drank a bunch of it later in the day nice and it was really nice and then i watched ghost world and got really angry but that's a different story for the oh, aftermarket yeah we i will i look forward to hearing about this on the fresh podcast aftermarket because i know i i know some things about ghost world and i had heard of it but i have not seen it so very interested to hear what you have to Hell say yeah here at the Fresh Podcast Market, we are a real podcast about fake podcasts. And Teresa, you have podcast ideas today. For once in my life, I've come prepared. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> I am going to suggest this podcast idea Play it on me. where the host and a guest revisit an old favorite of the guest or I guess of the host and then uh, they decide if it's still good or if their nostalgia goggles are just kicked into overdrive because sometimes you watch things and realize how awful they are and now that I'm saying this out loud I feel like this may have been a podcast idea like from year one but fuck it let's just keep rolling with like it. episode 84 like we started accidentally repeating ourselves like 50 episodes ago it's okay and plus like only 10 people listen to us so it's not like they care anyway <laughs> fine uh i'm interested in this idea do you have any like more specific parameters for like what types of stuff would be revisited or is it just like so like for instance when I was like eight years old, I thought the pinnacle of cinema was Night M. Shyamalan's Lady in the Water. Interesting. And, yeah. And then I rewatched it when I was like 23 for the first time since I was like eight years old. And I realized it was hot garbage. <laughs> I never saw Lady in the Water. I, I like paid enough attention to the world i guess at the time that like i somehow learned oh people think lady in the water is bad so you shouldn't like see it uh so i ended up just never watching it my mom bless her heart just took me to whatever goddamn movie my little heart desired as a child valid. my mom and i also would go see whatever dumbass movie i wanted to go see so my mom took me to see it with a friend and i was like this is so good and i felt like the characters were really cool and i loved the story and i thought i don't think i was 100 sold on the acting because you know when you're eight years old you're kind of like just becoming really judgmental but i was so enamored by the concept that like nothing else mattered to me so when i was a sure. kid i was like i love lady in the water I love it. And then I watched it again, actually, for my now defunct movie website, Malog. It's Malog defunct. You know, in my mind, it's not. But in my heart, it is. Look, just because you haven't updated it in a long time doesn't mean it's defunct. <laughs> I mean, people still love it in their memory, I guess. The Malog fandom is still strong. 2020 was supposed to be the year of the Malog, and then I just 2020 died. is the year of 
not shit tees amen to that so like i would just love for people to talk about things that they thought were really they were that was really good and even if like if you were a kid or teenager or young adult or whatever and then you decided to rewatch it again now more experienced and with more developed tastes and then talk about like where do you think all of these opinions came from when you were a kid and how do they translate now and stuff like that like I could tell you with Lady in the Water what I really loved was like I said I really thought the concept was cool and I just the thing is like I've always liked supernatural beings and I've always liked like urban fantasy and where like supernatural beings are just out in the open in random situations and the fact that like this mermaid lived in a swimming pool in an apartment complex I was like whoa this is the coolest shit ever and I in turn really liked that and I liked how the characters were all just slightly wacky enough that they were memorable but they also seemed realistic because they were slightly wacky but in reality now I just see it as like a gimmick kind of deal and I just think that probably if it was written better it would have been a really neat concept. I love shit like this where uh, the thing about Shyamalan, he's an ideas guy, but then when you actually force him to execute it, it's like, yeah. it just doesn't work out. Yeah, I was about to say, how about that Avatar 2? But then I realized Avatar 2 is not Night M. Shyamalan, because I'm then thinking of The Last Airbender Avatar instead, which Avatar The Last Airbender is now on Netflix. And that's actually... Uh, another good thing to talk about uh, a lot of people who've been watching avatar again for the first time since they were kids are realizing that uh avatar isn't as great as they remember it being excuse you <laughs> i mean i still really like it don't get me wrong but there's a lot of imperialist notions in it and a lot of sure yeah so like you know how like jk rowling really uh, beefed that big one by naming cho chang cho chang because cho and chang are two last names type deal yeah Brike did something similar with avatar with like for instance Beifong just meaning north and stuff like that and so i think people who are a little more educated now realizing that stuff that they loved as children isn't always as great as they remember it being and since I'm just talking about all the things that I've been thinking about lately when it comes to this podcast idea, I was thinking about Juno the other day. After I watched Ghost World, I was thinking about Juno. What was your teen opinion on Juno? Bro, I loved Juno. I can see this. So by that point, I was... It's kind of uh, funny considering a conversation that we had before the podcast started that also had to do with pregnancy. But anyway, we're not going to <laughs> get into any of that. I myself after the episode, I guess. <laughs> so at that point, I was already budding obnoxious cenophile opinions. <laughs> Juno really is like baby's first like cenophile movie. Is it? For like, I think for a certain age group, it's like, it's one of the first films that you watch and like, you think like, oh, this is actually really clever and interesting. Panda, I watched the Royal Tenenbaums when I was seven. I meant like something <laughs> that you would end up watching like on purpose. Like, I the watched Royal the Royal Tenenbaums on purpose with my mom when I was seven. Bombs is not made for a child to watch, but like children are going to end up watching Juno. Well, what happened was um, my mom was like, this looks really good. 
but Teresa will not go to sleep. And she's like, you just want to watch it with me, kid? And I was like, fuck yeah. So I was like in second grade and that was my first R-rated movie and I've never been the same since. But uh, with Juno at that point, it was, I think it was PG-13 still. And yeah. um, I saw it with my mom first and then I went to go. So I had a friend in middle school whose parents like really didn't like her dating, but she was boy obsessed. So her parents always be like, bring Teresa with you. She'll be your third wheel. So bring Teresa to fend off the heterosexual energy. That's exactly what I did. I also one time broke up with this girl's boyfriend for her as well over the phone because she was too afraid to do it. So I ended up seeing Juno in theaters twice. And the first time I sat with my mommy and then the second time I saw it with my friend and her then boyfriend and I remember thinking to myself how much I loved Juno but now I'm like really really afraid to watch it again you're too cynical now Teresa you're gonna hate it I am and I think what I'm gonna hate about it though is that oh that's another thing for the podcast you could talk about what you think will like strike you the second time around from what you remember and then after you watch it, you could talk about the stuff that did affect you and stuff. And with Juno, I'm really afraid to see the interactions between the surrogate dad, not surrogate dad, but like the dad who's going to adopt Juno's baby and Juno. Because when I watched Ghost World, my like skin was crawling every time I watched the main character interact with Stephen Buscemi's character. I just said Stephen. Interact with Steve Buscemi's character. <laughs> Call him by his Christian name. Stephen Buscemi. That's what I get for reading that GQ article about him the other day. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm i just like so afraid. And I also, I listened to, and because I was thinking about it, I actually listened to the Moldy Peaches again for the first time since I was like 15. And oh my God. Oh. You know? Sometimes you have phases when you're a high schooler, and that's why you're not allowed to get a tattoo until you're a legal adult, unless you have parent permission. So I'm afraid to rewatch Juno, but I think I'm going to watch it at some point this week slash weekend again, and then I can report back to you or next week about my <laughs> Juno experience. I am hotly anticipating this. <laughs> Great. Do you have any TV, movie, game anything like that that you kind of want to revisit but you're afraid it's gonna be really bad I know that I have felt this before because like I feel like I remember literally saying I want to revisit this but I am afraid because I am sure that it will be fucking horrible don't you just mean glee no I'm never afraid to revisit glee I know exactly how bad it is damn you're brave i never i never had any the the thing is is because i didn't watch glee very much when i was in high school i never had like the genuine attachment to it that some people developed some people teresa navarro developed so like by the time i ended up actually watching glee i was in like community college and i was like oh this is really stupid but i keep wanting to watch it because it's like I don't know. It's like junk food TV. I just like you, you pop. Once you pop, you can't stop. Christmas 2009. It was a very glee Christmas for yours truly. Let me tell you. 
<laughs> I was very into Glee. <laughs> um, shit, I feel like there's definitely some. I actually wrote a paper about this emotion and feeling uh, when I took a an essay workshop class, which was actually just a movie review and critique class. It was really cool. But I don't want to, I mean, spoilers for Park Chan-wook's old boy, I guess. But I, what I had to do is I had to write a review about a movie and then experience it again, like a month later kind of deal, like and write a review from your memory a month later. Mm -hmm. And so I talked about old boy. And then when I rewrote, when I reread my review, I forgot about the scene where he cuts off his tongue. So <laughs> I was like, oh, ah, oh, that's not good. And so now I'm kind of curious, like, to rewatch Old Boy as well. That's another one. Like, I really, and I watched that when I was like 19. So that's only been six years. And mm-hmm. I was really into Old Boy when I watched it to the point where, like, I thought it was one of the best movies I've ever seen. I don't know, Scooper. I- I'm I'm afraid to watch Old Boy now. And at the time, I was, like, super, very militantly feminist type deal. And I was, like, actively avoiding stuff because it had XYZ in it and type deal. And, and then when I watched it, I was like, oh, that's a, uh, ooh, that's sex with, mm. And now I'm kind of curious to watch it now, now that I know the plot of it, to see how it is. So I I really think this would be such a fun podcast idea. And plus, like, there's never, uh, there's a well of nostalgia for everybody everywhere. So I think it would be a really fun podcast idea. You know, I think I, I, I've been trying this whole time while you've been talking to come up with something. The closest thing that for whatever reason comes to mind is the the witch books w-i-t-c-h the italian created pseudo magical girl series i know exactly what you're talking about uh, i was really into it as a kid and i read the versions that came out in the u.s that were these little novels that had Mm -hmm. like a couple of pages of comic art at the end yes because girls don't read comic books is a a real i've come to find out a real like justification for this decision by uh disney executives uh they they decided that girl children were more likely to read these little novels and i mean i did so i guess they weren't a hundred percent wrong but i was a little afraid to revisit them uh, in the form of reading the original comics that have now been officially translated into English a few years ago. And no, I actually still think the comics hold up. I was worried that it was going to be worse than I remembered. And like parts of it are, but like, I, I still think it makes for a fun read and I still like all the character designs and That's I'm really uh, cool. slowly really cool. working through it. Uh, when I was a kid and they were coming out, my friend actually was able to get a hold of the third volume of the little novels before like any of us did because she happened to be like at a bookstore in like southern New Jersey for like a weekend visiting family type deal. And she happened to just like walk into this independently owned bookstore and they had it behind the shelf and she's like, give it to me. And that was like the first time I ever felt true like jealousy for an item <laughs> that 
my friend had these books and like even as a kid I also had the Sailor Moon novelizations did you have those I did not I remember seeing them though I would I had see a them few. like Barnes and Noble and stuff yeah I had a few of them when I, I was a kid oh the Pokemon ones were so fun I actually still have my card captors sticker book from one from 2001 oh that well. is so dope Thank you. I kept it all these. It's like, I very, you know me, like I'm nostalgic. Oh, I also like, had a, uh, a card captors one for like the first ep- the first yeah. episode of card captors that was yeah. really like episode three of card captor Sakura. <laughs> um, I have a lot, like for people who don't know me personally, I actually have this issue where like, I'm really nostalgic memory wise, but like items, unless like I have matching shit with you, I don't really care. So as a kid, there's like, Maybe from my childhood, I've kept like five books. <laughs> and this card captor sticker book, for some reason, is one of the five things I've kept my whole entire life. Because she's worth it. She is. And you know what? Dare I say, Tomoyo slash Madison, baby kin. <laughs> like, Honestly, yeah. I We share the same birthday. Both big into movies, both big into fashion. And now I am always the normie best friend when I cosplay. It just makes sense. Like, baby kin. You are the IRL normie best friend somehow despite not being normie at all thank you do we have a idea a name for this podcast Mm. retro rewind no Uh, um actually that's another thing card captor soccer is actually going to be available on netflix on june 1st i forgot about that it sure the fuck isn't it so, uh, and also tomorrow, Dora Hidoro comes out. Dora Hidoro Eve. I leave Gyoza out for Kaiman. Um, but like, I kind of want to rewatch it because I really liked it as a kid. And like, I've read some of it as an adult and it's not that good. But I think it might be nice to have on in the background, like with the like Car Captain Sakura? Yeah. Yeah, I actually I rewatched uh or I had never like fully watched uh Card Captor Sakura. I had seen quite a bit of Card Captors as a kid. Mm-hmm. And I, I a few both. years ago there was a dub that I feel like and this is gonna sound kind of bad, but bear with me here. I feel like it's possible that the dubbing company was full like maybe some of the actors English was not their first language. That's possible. It, the dub is not like that bad, but some of the way that they, some of the like cadence of the sentences and some of the inflection and stuff just didn't really like, there was, it kind of came off as a little unnatural. So even though it was a decent translation, it was still kind of a, a messy dub. Uh, I watched all of it anyway, uh, because it was, like you said, easy to put on in the background. Mm-hmm. But I think it still kind of holds up at mm-hmm. least as like a you know like in the way that like og sailor moon holds up you know yeah i i mean and i know exactly what you're talking about i've definitely reviewed some professionally translated manga before that really uh hmm, dare i say uh oh boy yeah like pretty bad <laughs> just like text wise just grammatically and all that jazz so i mean it happens but on a uh, Monica magic cast, they've been reading uh, one of the, they had a patron, a Patreon goal recently. So they've uh, been reading. It's called Puella Magi Monica Magica, another story. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Like a U pre story. It's to- in the same universe, but it's not about Monica. Correct. 
Yeah, it's it's about Mommy and Kyoko and like uh, them meeting. Yeah. But like there's heavy implication that it's not necessarily a hundred percent a prequel to the version of the story that is in the anime series and that can probably that can probably be explained because like i guess the lightest spoilers for modica magica possible there's like time loops and shit and uh so that could be possibly like another timeline or Mm. something but there are things that don't quite line up with like the world of the the OVA so uh shrug city but the the translation is a little bit rocky and it was done by oh god what was this guy's name i'm going to i'm going to i guess put him on blast because this podcast only has like 3 listeners william flanagan who did one of the original translations of the sailor moon manga one of the more infamously bad translations uh. of the sailor moon manga and uh apparently another story is a lot better but amanda still (laughs) holds a grudge because she's like sailor moon fanatic 69 i love that i respect that anyway everybody just watch cardcaptor sakura that's really all i have to say coming i i would like it and i think i'm definitely gonna try and report back with my juno findings as well next week i am desperate to hear um i'm on the edge of my thanks and that'll go in the main podcast not the aftermarket so that everybody can hear your update but i do want to think of a name for this podcast so give me just like two seconds yes Um, nostalgia podstalgia um nostalgia station come on down to nostalgia station where we revisit next stop nostalgia station yeah all right nostalgia station wins (laughs) (laughs) it's not a good name but if you say it in a fun way it becomes a good name yes agreed and now that we've reached the end of the episode and we definitely didn't forget to do this in the previous episode it is time for us to enter The Good Vibe Zone. Yeah! Good we Vibe did Zone it! It's a place where we like to to bring a, a nice, good, fun thing, like a positive thing from maybe the past week or the past 24 hours or any amount of time and uh, just try to end the show on a positive note. Give us something nice and and happy to talk about. Teresa, what have you brought to the Good Vibe Zone? A figure that I pre-ordered in October is coming home. However, it's currently on hold in Cincinnati for some reason, so he should be home by tomorrow or Friday. Panda and I bought matching figures. We (laughs) did! I didn't get mine shipped until after yours, so I will Uh, not have mine for a little while. He's still in Tokyo right now. Oh, no. So, Lugosi should be home soon. I'm very excited for him. That Uh, is exciting. It's a very good figure. I was freaking out as soon as it was revealed, and then I was patiently waiting until it was on pre-order, and I pre-ordered it back in October. It was supposed to release in April, but then the whole world exploded. Mm -hmm. Actually, late February, the payment was due. Oh, yeah. Well, I thought it was supposed to ship in... Or maybe... Either way, maybe March, I don't remember anymore, but he is finally on his way home and I cleaned, I actually sold a few figures for him and stuff like that, so he has no space, yeah, and I have another figure coming in probably next month as well, that's a little bit of a bigger girl, 
So um, is that your uh... my witch had atelier? Yes, <laughs> yeah. I like I knew I could see like the image of the figure in my brain, and I was reaching for the name. It's gorgeous! I'm so excited. So the two it's of them, I'm gonna. I still have to fix my uh, liquid snake figure whose foot fell off. Um, R.I.P. Liquid snake and his head fell off too. Oh I lost no! From October, no, I lost his foot like in February and I didn't find it until like last month. So there's that. So I don't want to throw out liquid, but I might have to. Um, no, liquid's your favorite boy. He's my stinky, ugly little man that I love so much. So that's my good vibes. Lugosi's coming home and a movie that I've been wanting to watch is back on Criterion channel. So I'm gonna find What movie is that? Uh, Uncle Boonmi remembers his past lives. It never is, heard of that. Um, oh my gosh, what is it? Uh, it won a lot of foreign awards, uh, and it's actually who can recall his past lives. Interesting. Yes, it's called Uncle Boonmi. Uh, who can recall his past lives? And it's kind of like a, this guy is preparing for his death and the ghost of his wife kind of like walks him through the afterlife and stuff like that. And it uh, won a shit ton of awards and it's been something that I've been wanting and it's, it's a time movie and I've been wanting to watch it like literally since I graduated high school. And I just, oh, yeah. it's always like, I always see it there and then like, I never get a chance to watch it and then it goes away and then it comes back and it, you know what I mean? And yeah. it is on canopy. However, my library doesn't accept doesn't have canopy so yeah. i've been patiently waiting for it to come back on criterion and now it's here so i'm gonna probably watch it this weekend I'm really, really excited. but what about you pan what's your good vibes um well i also kind of have two things for the good vibe zone the first thing is the package that my sister brought up was a yoga mat that i've bought i don't know if i'm gonna actually be doing any yoga but uh because most of my work is done sitting at a computer chair i need to be better on my lower back so uh i'm i got it so i can do some lower back stretches on the floor and nice. not have to uh be on a pillow or the hardwood ground that sounds really wonderful i when i like plank and stuff like that i always do it on my upstairs runner because it's really soft and cushy Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And the other thing is that uh, one of my favorite people who exists on the internet and I guess also in the real world, Kate Leth just announced her, it's going to be a semi-autobiographical graphic novel called Malgoth. And she's been kind of hinting at this project for a while and I've been waiting to hear any official news on it but the title has been announced today and it's uh, slated to come out in 2022 which feels like a long time and also uh like i wonder if we'll even make it until then but uh I'm very excited because really uh i i think that she is delightful and i really enjoy her personal comics and her she's got a, a strip called valley ghouls that i'm a big fan of mm-hmm. and i've met her in person before so she can yeah, met her and bought ways. things for me uh from her booth at which con was that nycc 
was, yes. And anyway, I'm just really excited about that, even though it will be two years before it actually comes out in any capacity. I hope you enjoy it. That's really exciting. Yeah. So uh, that was the Good Vibe Zone. And I don't remember if I'm, I'll hit the theme song again and then we can do the outro because <laughs> it feels weird to transition without the song. Ah, fair. <laughs> So if you would like to follow us on Twitter, you can do that at Fresh Pod Market. And if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at Impandonata. Teresa, where can people find you online? You can follow me at Vicuna, V-I-C-U-N-A-D. We also have a Tumblr, but don't even bother with that. If you'd like to send us ideas, you could send us ideas directly to our personal Twitters. You could send it to our podcast Twitter, or you can email them to us at freshpodcastmarket at gmail.com. If you liked our theme song and the uh, jingle for the Good Vibe Zone, those were both done by our producer. That's hopefully not bad lip on SoundCloud.com. Producer Jimmy at Jimothy Jom, J-A-A-M for Jom on the end of that handle. And... Oh, yeah, we have a Kofi. That's the that's the last thing that I'm supposed to say. Uh, if you would like to support the show in any way other than uh, emotional support, which we do appreciate, thank you very much, you can do that at ko-fi.com slash freshpodcastmarket. And uh, Teresa, thank you for joining me at the Fresh Podcast Market. Thanks for joining me at the Fresh Podcast Market, and everybody, it's time to rewatch your favorite childhood cartoon. Have a good one.